What If World is supported by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. Hi, friends. Are you looking for a storytime podcast with your littles? Something that has some great storytelling and maybe some conversation about it? Look no further. With Storytime with Philip and Mommy, my little guy Philip and I sit down every single day and read a story together. And we, of course, want you to join us. Grab your copy of the book, sit down, let's read it, and let's talk about it. We'll learn new words, we'll learn new ideas, and then we'll learn how we can use those stories in our lives. It's a lot of fun. Classics like Little Golden Books or Bernstein Bears, all the way up through the newest phenomenons like Bluey. We talk about them and we have a lot of laughs. It's a great time and we hope that you can come and join us. So please look for us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Storytime with Philip and Mommy. Thanks so much. We'll see you there. What if kittens break the clock in Hey there, folks, and welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off-the-cuff stories. Oh, before we start all that stuff, we got a shout-out for Arlo. She's seven and a half and loves animals, especially foxes. Oh, thank you, Arlo. I think foxes are adorable. And I've got a shout-out for James. Hey, James. James is five years old. And finally... We got a big shout out for Noah, who's seven years old from Sydney, Australia. He likes to listen at bedtime, and he likes to write stories. And he says, I am a kid and not my mom typing this. Wow, Noah, you are an excellent typist. So thank you, Noah, James, and Arlo. Now let's meet our guest for this week, my friend and fellow storyteller, Charlie White. Hi, thank you so much for having me today, Mr. Eric. Uh, what If World is a favorite of me and my family, and we're so excited to be on your podcast today. <laughs> thank you. Just Us Weirdos, that's that's Charlie's show. It is a superhero podcast for kids, and it also has lessons for adults, and I, I don't know, we, we will talk a lot about that later. I love his show. And now we're going to hear a question from a listener named Aaron. My name is Aaron, and my What If question is what if mermaids turn into robots, superheroes? I really like superheroes. Oh, well, you like superheroes. You've come to the right podcast today. We've got our superhero expert here. I, I do my best. We're going to get one more question from a pair of patrons named Harper and Ethan. My name is Harper. And my name is Ethan. And I'm... And our favorite thing is reptiles. Yeah. And our question is, what if twins took powers and turned into mermaids? Say it again, Harper. Just be clear. Our question is, what if twins turned into mermaids and had special powers? Okay, you want to say you love his stories? We love your stories. Bye. 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 Whoa. This is mind-blowing. And I've just got to say, uh, Harper and Ethan, you're listening to the right podcast because I like reptiles, too. 
The only pet in our home is a red crested gecko named Scratch. And Whoa. I think this might be Scratch's first appearance on a podcast. And wow, I did not know that. That's news to me. Well, I'm glad this question is the one we've got. So we're going to find out what if mermaids could turn into robots and what if twins turned into mermaids and had special powers. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. Most mermaids couldn't breathe air and most robots couldn't get their circuits wet. But the Merborg twins were different. They loved being underwater just as much as they loved being on the land. I've got you, Ethentricity. <laughs> you may think you have me, Harponic, but if you look more closely, you'll notice that I actually have you. Gah! Ethentricity and Harponic were twins, and they were playing tag on the water. Their parents had built them both at the same time, with the same schematics, but somehow they turned out very different. Ethantricity was always a robot on land, and a mermaid under the water. But with Harponic, it was the exact opposite. And there was one more thing that set the Merborg twins apart. <laughs> oh no, Harponic! Look over there. It's Ursa Minor, the sea witch. Uh, it's a sea reptile. And I know you two are superheroes with the power to transform into mermaids and robots and back and forth. And I want those powers for myself. <laughs> and once I've got your super merborg powers, I will rule the seven seas. Cookies, canaries, capes, candles, crabs, and coupons. One, two, three, four. That's only sixes, Ursa Minor. That I also wish to rule counting. Uh, and accounting, too. That's eight C's. You need to pay attention to the fact that there are two C's in accounting, so you're up to nine. Two C's blast! And while Ursa Minor was distracted, Harponic dove up into the air. And even though she was a mermaid on air, she was able to swim through the sky. 
doing a cool aerial move. She took her electric harpoon and dove back under the water, wrapping up Ursa Minor and dragging her under the sea. Wait, Harponic! That, that looked cool! Don't, don't swim away! Wait for me! And Ethan dove after his sister. She was now a robot sinking deep under the sea, with Ursa Minor wrapped up in the rope of her harpoon, and Ethan was struggling to catch up. By the time he got there, Ursa Minor was already trapped at the bottom of the ocean floor, and a bunch of sea creatures were gathering around Harponic, celebrating her victory. You did it, Harponic! Yay, Harponic, we're so impressed with you. Oh, I know, but it was very helpful to have Ethan distracting Ursa Minor so that I could capture her with my harpoon. Who's Ethan? Uh, you mean your sidekick? Hey, I'm not a sidekick. I'm actually the one who makes more sense. I'm a robot on land and a mermaid underwater. And he is my twin brother. We're a team. Oh, yeah. A robot who can't use his electric powers underwater. Snore. Harponic is so cool with that musical harpoon. Why wouldn't everybody want to be like her? And the sea creatures continued to fawn over Harponic. But I was... And ignore poor Ethan. Didn't you see when I... And they all swam away, taking Ursa Minor back to her watery jail yet again. Ethan tried to distinguish himself any way he could, but it seemed like no matter what he did, everyone wanted to pay attention to his sister rather than him. He saved a family of baby fish from a sea snake. Oh, look at these cute, cute guys. I think they're about to say their first words. Harponic's autograph, please. Oh. He restored electricity to all of New What City during a blackout. There. Now you can all see and keep your food refrigerated. And it's I, Ethan. Wait, wait. Is that a musical harpoon I hear? Oh my goodness. Harponic is hosting an impromptu rock concert. Let's all go celebrate. Oh. He even saved hundreds of sailors from a sinking aircraft carrier. <laughs> I'm so glad I was able to swim under your boat as a mermaid and then climb back up as a robot and use myself to recharge your battery and we'll make it back to shore safely. Oh, man, I, I was almost going under just that. What is that? I don't know. I smell something. Oh, my goodness. It's... Seaweed pizza! Do you guys have a kitchen on board? No, we don't have a kitchen on board. It's being flown in! Who, Who is... Oh, Harponic! Hello, everyone. I am here with your seaweed pizza. I heard you were very cold in the waters. This will warm you up. Wow! Harponic's a hero! Hip, hip, hooray! Hip, hip, hooray! But you wouldn't have even been able to do this if I hadn't have saved your ship. We said hip, hip, hooray! For me, right? For Harponic. Oh. Ethantricity had had just about enough. He went to find the only magical person he knew under the sea. He swam back up the Ware River to the fortress of Werecatraz, where Ursa Minor was being held. There's only one person here who will get me noticed the way she gets noticed. <laughs> Come to break me out of prison? <laughs> 
I want to be more like my sister. I want to be able to use my robot powers when I'm underwater. Wow. And she opened up her prison gate. Somehow it had already been unlocked. Wait, how did you do that? Oh, that's a story for another time. (laughs) So, you wish to have... uh, What is it? I wanted to be a robot when I was underwater, but now I also kind of want to know why that door's open. Well, I'm sorry. I can grant one of those requests, and (sighs) only one. (laughs) I guess the robot one. I want people to just notice me. Oh, like they do your poor sister, hmm? (laughs) There was a distant clattering from down the hall of Wercatraz Prison. Is that another prisoner, Ursa Minor? Oh, don't worry about that. We've got some magic to do. (laughs) Ursa Minor was already casting her spell upon Ethantricity who turned from a robot into a mermaid. Now I've got your superpowers. You're just a regular mermaid, but you will turn into a robot underwater just as you wished. So you made me just like Harp? Just like Harp was. Maybe now I'll be able to deliver pizzas at least. (laughs) He heard that distant murmuring again, and a clatter. Wait, wait, I recognize that clatter. I've heard it before. Oh, maybe you have. Ta-ta, toodaloo. Harponic, is that you clattering? Are, are we playing a game right now? Um, three words. First word is... Trap. Okay, there's a trap. I'm looking around for the trap. Second word? She is trapped. Oh, I can't bear this. I trapped your sister. I thought that... I feel like everyone figured that out already. She's she's down the hall. You trapped my sister? Why would you do that? Oh, you'll see. <laughs> I guess I gotta go get my sister now. Hold on, Harp. I'm coming. Oh, curse these robot fins. And flopping around like a mermaid was really hard without Harp's flying powers, but he managed to get down the hall, open up a cell door, and find his sister, except... Harponic, is that you? But Hmm. why are you in a robot form? You're not underwater. Hmm. And what's that around your mouth? Is that a new fashion choice? (laughs) I can't understand you. I'm just going to take it off for a minute. I am now a robot on land. But that doesn't make sense, because I am a mermaid on land. I went to Ursa Minor. I was tired of all the attention all the time. You went to Ursa Minor? How could you do that? I thought I would finally be like you, and we could just have a normal life. I thought I could finally be like you and be noticed for cool things, and have people ask about me instead of asking about you all the time. (laughs) They heard crashing and flooding. Ursa Minor was tearing down the prison. It was all crumbling back into the Ware River. Oh, no. (laughs) I will free all of What If World's most dangerous villains. (laughs) Oh, no. And it looks like she's starting to go after the six seas. Oh, and the seventh. And 
Look out, accounting. She's coming for the 8th and ninth. Yes, all the seas. Well, at least nine of them are mine. We've got to stop her, but we don't have our superpowers anymore. I don't think it was our powers that made us special. I mean, they really helped us beat sea monsters. Sea reptiles! <laughs> I know people don't always call me the smart one, but I'm going to prove it. The halls of Wergatraz were flooding, and Ethan flopped his way into the water, and the moment the mermaid Ethan struck water, he turned back into an underwater robot and swam down to find Ursa Minor, surrounded by the crumbling prison and reveling in her superpowers that she'd stolen. Oh, I have electric powers and flying powers and my own magic. <laughs> You also have some pretty stinky sea serpents around you. <laughs> sea reptiles! Uh, Ethan, what are you doing? I'm pointing out that those sea serpents that the sea witch has don't look like they can even swim in a straight line. Ooh, I'm gonna teach you a lesson that you'll never forget. Well, you'll probably forget it once I've finished eating you, though. <laughs> And Ursa Minor ate Ethan and Harper in one giant gulp. Mm. Oh, great. Now we're eaten. This is going exactly to my plan. We are powerless superheroes in the belly of a giant sea reptile. But it wasn't our powers that made us special. And Ethan started opening up his finger plate to expose a wire. Ethan, your wires cannot get wet. It is too dangerous. But being heroic isn't just about the powers that we have. It's about what we decide to do. And this is something I can decide to do. I'm going to chance it. Ethan held up the exposed wire of his finger and slowly eased it down toward the sea reptile's stomach acids. <laughs> A shock rang through, and Ursa Minor convulsed, spitting out the twins. <laughs> Ethan, Ethan, put back your wire. Oh, oh, did you see what I just did, though? You saved us, you silly. Oh. But we've got to get that wire in. You can't get any more water in your circuits. They could be permanently damaged. She used her wooden harpoon to slowly ease the wire back into his finger and close the plate over the exposed wire before collapsing from the shock. Ugh. I always wonder why this creator put this weird stinky pump on my robot body. But now I know. I've just got to get my hand over there and... Uh... And even hit the water pump on his side expelling all of the corrosive seawater from his circuits, and then went over to check on his sister. Harponic, are you okay? I think I will be. Oh, wow, look what they did. They saved the seven seas. But my sister, can someone get her help? What? You two are a couple of superheroes. You, you don't need help from some normal underwater people. We're not people. You see, Harp is now a mermaid, and I'm a robot. Come on, get up. Be super. You're going to have to rebuild this whole Wackatraz now you've torn it down. Yes, you need to re-imprison me, or I'll never give you back your powers. <laughs> you know what, Ursa Minor? I discovered I have powers, even when I'm a robot underwater. And my sister still has powers. And if no one else is going to be helpful here, I'm going to help my sister. And I think you're going to help me, Harponic. 
You've got that right. <laughs> I ruled the seven seas. Eight and nine as well. You can have accounting as far as I'm concerned. Hey, look, I see one sea that Ursa Minor doesn't rule. It's a cuttlefish in the crowd, and it's coming towards us. Hmm, I think it's really cool what you two did today. I'm kind of a little fish, but I'll do what I can to help. Oh, that's so nice, but didn't you hear, little cuttlefish? We're not special anymore. Well, you are to me. And Ethentricity offered his hand to the little cuttlefish, and his other hand to his twin sister. And the three of them swam off together. So we're going to have to rebuild this prison by ourselves? Ah, you know, you can all just work for me. I'll take over the prison and we'll rebuild it together. <laughs> that sounds like a great plan. Can't see any problems with that. Uh, do you think they'll ever learn, Ethan? I bet if they get swallowed by a fish, they'll learn. A reptile! The end. That's great. So many mermaids, so many robots. If you want to get more than your fair share of superpowers, you should really check out Just Us Weirdos. Thanks so much. And the other thing Just Us Weirdos has in common with this episode is that we feature superpowers that aren't exactly, how do you say it, useful. <laughs> I mean, the title is appropriate. These are misfit superheroes. C- can you tell us about some of their powers? One of the original weirdos is Beninja who has the power to throw a banana anywhere he wants and make sure that you will slip on it. (laughs) I would take that power, although I would probably misuse it, so maybe you shouldn't give it to me. Charlie, you're you're a writer, and it really has, like, a long arc that kind of sneaks up on you, I would say, from episode to episode, like... Yeah, I wanted to tell an epic story that listeners who decide to tune in from episode one and listen through it are going to be satisfied with, but I do try to keep the episodic constraints in mind, so that somebody listening to just one episode can get a snippet of what it's like for someone to have a nearly useless superpower and see how they decide to use it to solve a problem. Where should they go to to find your show? They can find us on the web at justusweirdos.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at Just Us Weirdos. And remember, I before E. <laughs> yes, that is, that's an important one. I've noticed not too many other podcasts have the word weirdos in their title. Yeah, it makes it really easy to find. Unlike what, <laughs> what is not a good first search term. Uh, Charlie, it was so great having you here today. Thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on the show, and I look forward to hanging out with you again soon. Absolutely. It was a blast to be here. Uh, What If World accompanies my family in the car on many journeys, and I hope my kids get a kick out of hearing my voice on it. I, I hope so, too. Well, all right, give my best to the family, and I'll talk to you soon, Charlie. Thanks, Mr. Eric. All right, bye. Bye. I'd like to thank Charlie White for guest starring on the show today and our listeners Aaron, Harper, and Ethan for their great questions. Until we meet again, keep wondering. This is what if world. For over six years, The Past and the Curious has been winning fans, sharing stories of real people from the past, and making people smile. I'm Mick Sullivan, author of I See Lincoln's Underpants, which is a book about, well, famous people's underwear. 
You'll find all of those stories and much, much more in the 100-plus episodes of The Past and the Curious that are currently available. Find it in all the usual podcast places. The Past and the Curious with Mick Sullivan. That's me. <laughs>